All right, all right. Here we are again with Rolling with Master Guns. And we're going to be rolling today. We're going to be talking to Gunnery Sergeant Paul Wu out of 29 Palms, California. Yes, we are hating 29 Palms. I do anyway. I hate it. I feel I feel for you, bro. I feel for you out there. But he's out there working, doing some jujitsu, and he's training folks for free. So those of you in 29 Palms, bro, come on. Free jujitsu training. What else do you have to do but get in trouble in 29 Palms? Dude, make something of yourself. Get with Gunnery Sergeant Paul Wu, and he'll get you some training. He's a black belt, and we're going to get to know Paul Wu today. So here we are, folks. Where you devil dogs at? 29 Palms. Come on, all. Let's bring it. Yeah, yeah. I think this will work. I think this will work. All right, my man. All right, my man. How you doing? You see out in 29 Palms right now? I still am, yes. <laughs> I feel your pain. I feel for you. All right, we're talking to an active duty gunner starting still, yeah? Yes, sir. All right. And Wu, gunner, Wu, BJJ. What is your full name, bro? Paul Wu. That's it. Yeah, okay. Okay. I was trying to look up uh any more links to any stuff. I can see you I can see where I got I've seen you I've seen you compete in person too. So it's like uh it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I was trying to get a hold of you, man. I was trying to get over to where you were at last fight to win that I was at and I saw you. Oh yeah, yeah. Couldn't make it over there, but I ended up getting, you know how it is, man. You get screwed with people as you're talking and I'm talking to people and I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That was, a, that was a while ago. That was like a little over two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. But, um, so how you been doing since, man? You've still been doing the, it's a active competition stuff, I see. Yes, actually, uh, for, I just, I, I, today was the first day that I'd done any kind of drilling. I, uh, tore my labrum two weeks ago. So, uh, <laughs> So I've been uh, trying to recover. So I, I did a little, as much drilling as I could. Mostly, uh, just a little bit of leg passing. Nothing to do with the arms. Yeah, uh, I feel you, man. Injuries are kind of a part of the game, bro. I mean, it's like I've been really priding myself because I'm not young. You know, I'm 47, so I'm not. I'm not a young man anymore. Um, and I know I'm. I'm. A, I'm a decently athletic 47 year old dude. I'm not stupid enough to not know that. However, um, if I explode too hard, bro, and I go with, like full on like full power strength. It's like a it's like a roll of the dice, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, for sure. I'll be I'll be rolling with somebody, and I know I'm stronger than them. And if I explode full strength, I could probably pass really easy. But it's like I roll the dice. You might get hurt. You might not. <laughs> it almost feels that way. So I really got to focus on technique nowadays. So it's been a rather humbling journey for me right now. I'm trying to just really focus on technique. For you know? sure, for sure. But it's all right. I take a few ass whoopings, and I'm I'm good at that. It happens at all belt levels. Doesn't even yeah. Doesn't matter what bell, there's someone's always beating you up. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Isn't that awesome about jujitsu, man? I love it. Now the purpose the purpose of the podcast that I started um, was I'm trying to bring a little more positive energy to jujitsu to get more veterans to train and active duty folks to train, man, because it is a it is a very healthy coping mechanism. Oh, definitely for, for life. For me, it's been for help me helped me greatly with PTSD, and it really made my transition to civilian life almost seamless you know what i mean better than i thought it would be and i i, almost, I gave up almost 30 years of my life so it says something i believe it but that's what i wanted to talk to you about too and there's one of the questions we have for you coincidentally is what do you feel jujitsu brings to the table for anybody who trains what are the positive things it brings to the table man there's, there's so much positivity from jujitsu uh I like it because it makes me feel good. It, it gives me goals. It gives me a purpose. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna link it a little bit to recruiting because uh, 
I was a recruiter for a, for a couple of years. Uh, out in, oh, yeah. And so, uh, but uh, it's one of those things, like, especially for military and veterans, and you, you always hear it. Uh, one of the things that draws a lot of uh, people into the, the Marine Corps specifically is that uh, they choose that red tag that says pride of belonging. And uh, we are, we're always seeking, uh, like, stuff to do with other people, uh, you know, like, we're, 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 we're part of a team, we're part of a tribe, if you will, right? So individuals join the Marine Corps because they want that brotherhood. Uh, they, they miss the football feeling or whatever because people, you know, they graduate from high school and then, uh, then they, don't, they don't play football anymore. So they're always longing for that, uh, that team feeling, that tribe feeling that you get in the locker room is what I always used to hear them say. I never played well, football. Well, because you're always, you're, always, you're always a part of something special. You're always a part of something bigger than yourself. I played football. I know you're about to say you didn't play football, but I played football like almost my whole life, man, since I was nine years old. And it is the and it is the best team sport in my opinion. If you get if you can get twenty-two kids, offense and defense, working together cohesively from all walks of life, it's like the Marine Corps in that aspect, because that's how you, what you gotta do. And you get them to function seamlessly and you can smash through your opponent. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of when you, when you, especially that locker room feeling before and after games. Yeah, absolutely. That is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful feeling. And, and it's the same thing with jujitsu. You know, like there's a lot of uh, when you join a good team, right? Because there's you know there's some there's some dojos out there that you know maybe they're not as welcoming or whatever. But uh, when you join a good team, you like you feel like family, right? You're and you're you're grinding yes. with them, and it's a it's an individual like team spirit, right? Because everything's about your progress but at the same time like you're helping everyone else uh progress in jiu-jitsu as well yes and uh what i've seen is uh, a lot of veterans seek that because after they get out of the marine corps they're they still want that brotherhood everyone's still looking to be part of a a tribe yeah and and in jiu-jitsu it's it's more than that even it's more than just belonging to a tribe when you and you find you kind of find out after you join you know and first you want to be on that i want to be a part of this team this team seems great and it is, and then it becomes something bigger. For me, it has because you can have a positive. You can have a positive effect on so many people just by the few words that you speak, or the actions at a tournament, or at a highlight event, or something. And you can just reach out and say the right thing to the right person, and it makes a huge hell of a difference. And I've seen jujitsu like save lives, really, just by keeping people on the mat. So it's like it's it's a beautiful thing when you really get into the spirit for me of, of jujitsu itself and learning, growing. And getting being humbled and getting better, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. It's just a great thing. I um, uh, so now I teach more now. Uh, well, I I wouldn't say that I teach more than I compete now. I well, this last year I haven't competed as much, but uh, I I always get students who tell me, oh, this has helped me with my marriage. You know, like it's a good coping mechanism. Uh, I have a doctor who actually trains with me. He's a uh, he's actually my doctor. He's a uh, I'm lucky to have him. Uh, but he's he's a blue belt came from autos he got stationed up here and he says uh you know uh, thank you for you know having this because you know like it's a good stress reliever you know we come in during child maybe we something happened in the morning and we come train during child and it it breaks up that monotony of the day uh with jujitsu yeah and it's something you really can't explain to somebody but i promise you you'll feel it if you get on the mat for sure unless 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 you just absolutely hate physical fitness at all levels, because you can't get on the, you know, you're gonna get, you're gonna get tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless you just absolutely, unless you're just absolutely a disgusting. I'm gonna say it because I don't get no ice complaints out <laughs> here, bro. Unless you're just, unless you're just an absolutely disgusting piece of shit and don't want to do anything with your life, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you might not like it. If, if that's you, then you might not like it. But if you really have a fire for anything, bro, a little spark for life, you're going to catch it. And if, if for me, if you embrace it, it's, it's, I don't know, it's like a fire. The hardest part for me is keeping my body to keep up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? I, uh, yeah, it's crazy. all I have is, uh, well, I have, I think I have like one veteran that comes trains with us. He, uh, he came back out here, uh, uh, for his girlfriend, but, uh, he, he just recently got out of the Marine Corps. But other than that, I have a bunch of sailors, a bunch of Marines that, that train. Um, usually during child time, there's like yeah. – uh, or lunchtime for those that – if they're listening and aren't in the, in the Marine Corps. Uh, lunch During lunchtime, uh, uh, there's like 15, 16 Marines, uh, sailors that come in and train during child for free because uh, we're just doing it to you. They're just doing it for the motivation yeah. just to get out there and get the mat time. And it is therapy, man. It is. If you, if uh, I'm telling people, if they just get out there and just give it a try, but you have to be willing to work. And that's the one thing I do like you said. You're going to be out there grinding still, just like you are with your students, yep. right? And, and it creates a bond. And that's the one thing I love the most about jujitsu is one of the most things is you can't fake it. Nope. You absolutely, you absolutely cannot fake it. And you know, and you know as well as I do, bro. And it might hurt your feel, might hurt some feelings when you say it. But we all know some some leaders like that. They get up there and they get to a certain level, and all of a sudden they want to fake it now. Oh yeah, you know they feel like they're 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 entitled to skate, and it, sometimes it happens at sergeant, sometimes it happens at gunny, sometimes motherfuckers get to master gunny, and they really have an opportunity to make a difference, and then they just decide to skate. Oh, for sure. They're like, no, I'm, I'm entitled to get off at two o'clock in the afternoon. Man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> You can't you can't get comfortable, and I think that's where where a lot of people they they get to a certain point and they just get comfortable and they stop having goals. Uh, they stop really trying to be a leader, and they're okay where where they're at. Uh, to me, that's not okay. Yes. I I, yes. I have to keep moving forward. Kick it, dude. Keep I, going. Fuck yeah. Keep. Have to have, keep. Doing uh, I'm cheering for you, bro. Keep going. <laughs> keep going, man. I like I love hearing motherfuckers talk like that because. Not enough people are, are goal-oriented like that. Not enough people still have the fire in them to want to grind every day. You know? And it's, it's it's refreshing to hear that. No, for sure. This uh, These two weeks, I've had to, like, refocus my goals. Um, I, I Maybe it was – I don't know. Maybe it was because uh, I, I, I talked about it a lot on recruiting. But uh, one of the, the the things that I don't see as much anymore is that the mentorship program that we have in the, in the Marine Corps, I really believe in it because uh, – it, it works. Like if you set goals, uh, even small goals, right? You have a small goal and you start achieving it, it becomes a habit. So you start setting goals and you, you keep uh, achieving little goals. Maybe it's just working out, you know, three times out of the week. I mean, for someone, I, I get Marines that, you know, that they don't work out or whatever. I'm like, hey, you're, you know, just, let's just set a small goal, right? Just tell yourself you're going to work out three times this week and, you know, write it down, right? I, I believe that you have to write it down because I don't know, I read it somewhere um, that when you, Write it down. It uh, it takes your your goals from just being dreams to actually being reality because you activate both the left and the right side of your brain. So I believe in writing down goals, and then you when you do it the first time, you hey, I went to the gym three times this week. You mark a check in the box, and then you know it sends off a little those endorphins. Uh, you that uh, what is it Octis, o- oxytocin, right? That a feel good feeling, and uh, then you want to do it again, right? Awesome. Next week I'm gonna do it again, and and then it becomes a yeah. habit of of being successful. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that. You manifest it into reality. And and I, I believe you too. I believe that. And I, cause I've been doing more things. Like if I want to do something, 
or if I like, hey, I'm going to do something, I like put it out there. Like if I say it out loud on a podcast or something, or I say it out loud to somebody, you know, or say, I'm going to do this. Like, well, I was going to start the podcast. Like I, I just put it out there. So I'm going to start the podcast. You know oh, yeah. I mean? And then I did it. It, was, it wasn't like I just talked about it for a minute or forever. I just talked about it for a little bit. And all right, let's do this, you know. But uh, so we're so we're learning as we go on things. But it is what it is. I, I like that too, like um, putting it out there. But but one of the things I, I forgot who I talked with. I think it was one of my students a few years ago, back in Austin. But it's that uh, it's really having uh, that personal pride, that honoring yourself, right? Like your name, and that your name means something. And if someone doesn't have that, they can say things, and then they won't do it. But uh, as long as you have that, yeah. you put it out there, and uh, you make yourself do it. Right. So I say a lot of stuff. So that's yeah. why I have to keep grinding because uh, <laughs> then I'd be like backtracking on myself. Yeah, I like that. That's good stuff. I mean, if you have any pride in your name at all, you're going to make yeah. it happen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, so when did you start jujitsu? When did I start jujitsu? Uh, I I break this down into like two two time periods. Um, my Like when I really formally started training. And when, like, I kind of got introduced into it. So when I first got introduced to it, I think it was maybe, like, 2000, 2001 or something like that. I was only training Muay Thai at the time. Um, I was training Muay Thai, and that's all I did. And one of the gym owners, who actually happened to um, – he was a Marine reservist. He closed his gym down uh, at that time, and he was just kind of looking for somewhere to train. He came to my coach's gym, and he was like, hey, uh, you know, like, can I use your, your mats in your room for a little bit? And, you know, like your guys, I'll, I'll teach jujitsu uh, as long as I can, you know, use the mats. So um, I, I, I got introduced into jujitsu a little bit. I learned some arm bars. I learned a little bit of stuff. But uh, I think what year was, was that? I want to say like 2001, 2002, maybe. Woo-hoo. And uh, back then I was like, I, I used to watch like Pride and, and I watched the, the, Ch- yeah, the Hicks yeah. and Gracie documentary, Choke. And I, and I was, I was, uh, I was kind of arrogant. Uh, I, I'll put that out there. I was, I was arrogant as a, as a, as a teenager. And I was, uh, you know, I had that same, oh, my Muay Thai is going to, you know, win the situation. I'll just, you know, kick them or knee them and they can't take me down. And I, I kept that sure. attitude for, for a good bit, even when I joined the Marine Corps, I didn't, uh, really grapple then. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then I, I, I hadn't really been training for a while. I was stationed in Okinawa. And uh, I started uh, training out there for a little bit, and some of the guys uh, got me to to take a couple of fights. So I uh, so I took a first. It was a like a kickboxing K1 rules, right? No elbows. You could knee and kick uh, out there in Okinawa. And I fought a, a, a bigger okay. dude. The Japanese guys out there, they're like, hey, uh, they're Usan. That's what they used to call me. I was like, Usan, yeah, you want to fight? And I was like, sure. Was like, yeah, I have the perfect guy. You know, maybe he's a little bit bigger. But you'll do okay. <laughs> I think I was like, I was like 165 like at the time. And uh, I think he was like 200, right? So over there, the, the weight division, I think was like one, 165 and above was, uh, or 155. I don't remember what it was. I think 160 and above was heavyweight. So we were still in the weight, same weight division for like these K1 rolls. I won that, that fight, but I, I got punched in the head maybe, maybe like three times. I was, I was pretty good. I had pretty good head movement, so I didn't get hit too often but he was big enough that when he punched me three times oh, yeah. afterwards i went to go uh, eat at this restaurant i uh i had this huge headache and i was like man i'm like if i do this uh if i do take another fight maybe the guy's better than this guy and he lands more hits you know like 
it might not be good for me. So uh, let me, uh, I was like, let me try this MMA stuff, right? You know, like I know a little bit of grappling, you know, I learned a little bit. I'd uh, do some map grappling, you know, I grapple with the Marines and I'd win because I'd, I'd use a little <laughs> bit of knowledge that I had. Cause back then, like if you knew a little bit, you could beat a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And, and, and what year was this? 2000. Eight, I think it was 2008, 2009 time frame. Okay. And uh, okay. so I, I took an MMA fight. But the weight division was better. Uh, I think it was one, it was a 155 to 170 was, a, was the weight division for the MMA fight. And this is like really what, what caused me to, uh, to start training jiu-jitsu. I fought this uh, Japanese guy, and I remember his name uh, because I thanked him for, for beating me because that's how I started doing jiu-jitsu, why I started doing jiu-jitsu. His name was Yohei Sakamoto. And he was a wrestler, boxer, and uh, I went out there. I we I, we exchanged a little bit. I clinched up through a couple of knees, and then he shot in, took me down. And uh, I remember to this day, I tried to do this like this weak arm bar, right? Like I can visualize how I did it. There's like no posture control. My hip off. and then uh, I ended up like turtling. Oh, can you hear? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Can you, can, I am. Are you back? I am, can you hear me? Okay, okay, we lost you there for a second, but it's all right. We got editing. We got editing. You just you just started the fight. You just, you're just coming into the fight. So uh, we started the fight. I, I came in. We exchanged a little bit. I clenched up, threw some knees, and then he uh, took me down. And I uh, I remember trying to do this, like, really like garbage arm bar. Like there was no posture control. My hips were off and uh, he ended up passing my guard and uh, I ended up turtling and he beat me up. Right. And it was an ugly feeling, right. They stopped the fight. Uh, and it was an ugly feeling. I like, I was like, man, I was like, how did I, I let this another grown man just like manhandle me. I was like, I got to start learning this grappling game. So yeah. uh, I started training a little bit of judo out there for, uh, after the fight with uh, the guys at the gym. And then uh, soon after that, I PCS to uh, Miramar. And uh, I was lucky. Uh, I, I, I just heard your, your podcast out there uh, a couple of weeks ago or maybe a week or two ago uh, with mm -hmm. uh, Will, Will Pounder, right? And, yeah. uh, and uh, we, that's who he's uh, – he got me training during chow, and I, I uh, started oh, going to go – That's awesome, yeah. man. You were training he actually, with Will, huh? Yeah, he uh, he actually referenced me a couple of times in in the in the podcast, right? Because I I just met up with him not too long ago, and I gave him back one of the trophies that uh, another oh, marine from that. Yeah, <laughs> this is the greatest man. We're just finding this out for the first time right now. I didn't know realize it was you even until right now. Yeah, and uh, that is so awesome, man. He came up here to collect the, the trophy uh, from his time frame with from one of the other. I I got it from one of the guys that he's uh, he's about to retire. And so he, he was here just for, for TAD and hit me up. And he's like, hey, man, I got this trophy. You're the only guy that I know that's still in. He was like, I, I think you should take it. And I made a post. And then Will hit me up. And he's like, hey, man. I was like, that's you know, like, that's the trophy that I had from this time frame. I was like, oh, man. I was like, you want it? And he's like, yeah. And he came up here. We chit-chatted a little bit. I was telling him. He taught me a lot of stuff. Like his concept. Oh, man, the, guy's, the guy was amazing, man. Uh, he he hadn't really been training that long, right? And he yeah, he's he, he he excelled so quickly. Yeah, super quick, right? When I when I found out, I think he'd been training maybe like a year and a half longer than I had, and this dude was phenomenal in nogi, right? 
because that's all, I, it was hard to get him into a gi. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's still hard to get him into a gi, but uh, <laughs> no gi. Man, the dude was phenomenal. He was crucifixing everybody, and that's that's one. He also referenced that he he showed me how yeah, to do the crucifix, yeah, yeah. and that's that's one of my favorite positions to this day uh, from the concepts that he showed back then. So I like to, especially with wrestlers, I like I, I think about it like a like a Venus flytrap. If I someone puts their hand in between my legs, I automatically I start attacking the crucifix, and uh, it, it works. Yeah. But, uh, so I started training there. Uh, Across the street, my coach, I'm still with him now. His name is Andrew Eitzen. He, uh, he has 4S BJJ down in, uh, I think, like Rancho Pinasquitos area right now. But uh, he used to be across Miramar. And uh, I was lucky because I trained during chow with, with Will. And then in the evenings, I'd go train there. And then uh, that was in like the end of 2009 is when I, when I started training there. And so 2009 is when I consider my formal training, when I started my formal training. So I went from white belt to black belt uh, in like five years from starting from my formal training. Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, bro, for sure. Um, And you got your black belt from who? I I got it from, uh, well, Andrew Eitzen's instructor, which was my instructor too, was uh, Paulo Fernando. He he has San Diego Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu over in like the North County area. Um, I spent three years at Miramar, and I was lucky because of some chain of events. Uh, I was able to like train so much, like six, seven days out of the week, two, three times a day, um, for hours during the day. Uh, I was really lucky. Uh, but I PCS from Miramar up to Pendleton, and then his gym was a little bit closer. So I went from from white to purple belt with Andrew, and then I went. I got my brown belt and black belt from Paulo Fernando uh, up in North County, nice. and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's legit, man. That's legit. Yeah, Will. I'm glad. So, so crazy to me that you, <laughs> you know, that you train with Will. It's like, man, it's just such a small world, man. Such oh a, yeah, for sure. It's just a small world. So that's just small Marine Corps blows me away, like on a daily basis. All right, I do have a few more questions that people. I got a few people just to send in some stuff. Sure. <laughs> one of them was kind of kind of funny. One of uh, one of my teammates and and a, and a young Marine as well. He's he's like a last well, he's a corporal now. Did you ever get into a fight with any of your junior Marines uh, during your time from the time you were a junior Marine to now? So how many, have you ever gotten fights in the Marine Corps? So- oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I, won't, I won't say like a, uh, Hey, you're I still mean, active duty guns, so like don't be busting <laughs> yourself out. You know what I mean? No, no, I know. I know. Something that you can't get smashed for now. No, I, uh, I always kept it. I always kept it. Um, I wouldn't say like, to like as a sergeant. I haven't done this as a staff NCO. I was young. I was young. I did, I did, uh, did a lot of stuff. Probably that uh, came off ugly to a lot of my Marines, or not my Marines. Oh yeah, my Marines just like in a different section, same platoon. But like, if uh, anyone had a problem with me, I tell them I was like, man, it's like because I I did Muay Thai and all that. So I was like, hey, if you really if you have a problem with me, you know, like we can go to the gym and you can sign. We can both sign a waiver and we can. Bring it out. Either just striking or grappling, whatever you prefer. Um, and then I did, I know I did some sparring. I, I was a martial arts instructor too. Um, so I, I did some sparring with my Marines. And I think that gains a lot of respect um, from Marines in general. That, you know, they just like to see other Marines out there banging with them. And it's it's yeah. kind of primitive, if, you know, if, Marines. If you, get, if, you, if you get out there and get and do well, yeah, of course it's going to garner some respect because you're going out there and cutting your teeth with the Marines out there. 
Yeah, it, it, I think it's kind of primitive, you know, like when you fight and I guess you like exert exert dominance, you know, but it's uh it's beyond that, you know, like hundred percent. And so uh we did some striking too, so we we'd box and um we did some grappling. But uh that's like the extent of fighting, not like actual fighting, but those are fun stories. Those are fun stories. I mean, that sounds like you kept a professional, and that's good on you, guys. I appreciate it. I wasn't so professional, man, so I, I had a few things happen while I was in. But, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a, different, it's a different time, you know, in a different time. Yeah, back in the day, it, you, can get, yeah. it was kinda, you can get away with that kind of shit in the early 90s and stuff. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, le- legitimately, we had sometimes, hey, take that shit out back. Dudes would go out back and scrap, like at the yeah. shop. Yeah, bang it out. <laughs> Nobody got really too hurt. It was not a big deal. But I mean, sometimes they were trying to, oh, no, no, he can't go to BAS. He can't, man, motherfucker, he broke his thumb. No, he can't go to BAS. <laughs> he can't go to BAS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had some stuff like that, but nothing got too bad, you know? Yeah. I, I'm 100% sure we had a lot of concussions that just went unreported, but it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. I think that happens more often than the Marines report. Yeah, absolutely. It was a learning curve back then, so it's all good. <laughs> all right here's another good question for you um what are some valuable basic leadership skills you learned that you still carry with you today oh man uh i think this this is a uh, this is more recent because i've had a lot of my my junior marines talk to me now like i i get a, like one of the things that i uh that i always get thanked for uh from marines in the past they'll message me or whatever is uh just that I can listen and uh, that I don't judge them right away. And I think that's one of the important things. Uh, I think everyone should have an opportunity to build self-confidence, right? So I always, I try to, one of the things that I do is I try to let people be, uh, vocalize themselves, right? And express themselves, uh, express their feelings, right? It's, I think it's one of those things that's not really common in the Marine Corps because, uh, you know, you still hear it, you know, uh, you know, like uh, Marines don't have feelings or whatever. Uh, but I think it's the opposite. Marines do have feelings, but it's uh, being able to control our emotions. Uh, I think that's the, the biggest thing. So I can I can cry one moment and I'm a, I'm a big cry baby. But uh, they know that none of my Marines can beat me up so I can cry all I want. Yeah, but, I feel uh, that. I dig that, man. I dig that. But it's funny, man. I noticed that like dudes who are actually legit badasses. They be the they're the, they're the guys who aren't afraid to show emotion, <laughs> like Mike Tyson nowadays. You know what I mean? He's not afraid to show emotion, but like, who's really gonna laugh at Mike Tyson? <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? For sure. I'm, I ain't gonna laugh at Mike Tyson. You want to cry, dog? Go ahead, dog. Shout it to you, bro. <laughs> for sure. You but the same, yeah, same kind of thing. I feel you. I, I have no problems with giving love because, like, the same thing you just said. I can I can give the other really easy. I don't even have to be mad at you, but I but I rather give you a hug, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I think this also applies to to uh, to female Marines, right? Because uh, I've gotten a lot of things from female Marines because uh, I I don't I don't put up with uh, you know like I, you you always hear like some Marines you know snicker or they say some derogatory comment about a female Marine and that that has to get snipped in the butt right away. Hundred percent. And female Marines will come in to me and they'll, they'll express whatever they, they feel. Sometimes, uh, you know, they, they talk to me about their home life or whatever, and uh, they just want someone to listen to them. Uh, I'll go into a little bit of my story in a, in a bit. But uh, one of the things that I tell the female Marines is like, you have to, you, I, I think some female Marines say that 
you know, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to be known as a, a bitch is what they'll say. It was like, I don't want to be known as a bitch. I'm like, no, it's like, but one of the things that it is, it's, it's you, you have to value yourself more than the, the value or the opinion of others, right? So you have to, if you let them continue to say that and you don't stop it right away, it's going to continue and progress. So uh, I, I listen to them. I tell them, like, go ahead. You, you, you can let them call you a bitch, whatever, but it's better than you, you know, walking around feeling like you have to tiptoe around and you don't want to upset male Marines. It's, it's just about respect. Uh, really, yeah, absolutely, yeah. girlfriend. Respect your damn self. And if they don't like it, dude, there, there's going to be somebody to clean up that because they can't do really shit. They can't just go around saying whatever they want like that. And exactly. it, and, you, and, I, and I guarantee you, ninety percent of the time, probably more than that, probably like ninety nine percent of the time, when a female checks it like that, really f- firm, and lets her know, hey, no, that's not acceptable, and you need to check it right now. You know, and it's like boom. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's a, it's it, it's it, it's done. Yep. There's no gray area. There's no, like, nothing. It's like, hey, I'm not playing. It's over. And every once in a while, you might have that person who's an idiot. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully they have a staff and CEO like yourself to come in and, and, and fix that shit. <laughs> but uh, but for the most part, I, you know, I, I like that, too. Just have respect for yourself. Stand up for it. Cool. Boom. Because I I, I'll say something that might hurt some male Marines' feelings. In my last three years in the Marine Corps, my female Marines outworked my male Marines' A hundred percent of the time. Well, I give I give it ninety eight percent of the time. I had a couple all stars that were, that were legit too, but I'm um, like ninety eight percent of the time, bro. You know what I mean? Ninety eight percent of the time, and I can tell you, I can I can count how many ice complaints I had from my female Marines on like my right hand, and I can I can have several fingers left over, but I don't have enough fingers to count how many ice complaints I got from dudes who had hurt feelings because oh, I yelled at them because I yelled at them. You know what I mean? He's like, you got yelled at because you screwed up, and now you're gonna get mad at me for getting for getting yelled at. Like, bro, I didn't get a DUI. You did. <laughs> Am I upset about it? Am I upset about it? Yeah, I'm 100 percent upset about getting waking up at two in the morning because you got a DUI. But you're hearing it. I'm glad. I'm glad you're safe. <laughs> but you're gonna hear an ass chewing, and then you're gonna get hurt feelings about it. Get out of town, bro. It's that ownership. You have to. You have to own whatever you do. You can't. Uh... You can't hide away from it. You can't, uh, you just have to own up to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, dude, again, like the, from the female side of the house, I, I got more growth out of that compassionate leadership style that I saw out of my female leaders than I did out of my male Marines. They were all trying to cut each other throat and be like the alpha male kind of shit going on when I didn't get that all the time from the female side. They would be the ones who pick somebody up, dust them off and be like, hey, come on, let's go. You got this, dog. You know what I mean? Except absolutely. for the other folks who were actually weak and they were just trying to shine the light on somebody else who had fall who had fell down so they wouldn't see the fact that their shoes were untied. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I hate that kind of style. But let's move on with the questions, bro, because we could spin into that kind of trash all day. <laughs> I think. You know what I mean? But uh, I do I, I give I give all kinds of props, man, to my female devil dogs from for the past. I had so many. They were just amazing, amazing. You know, like Naomi Field. I love that kid. Yeah, you know, she just freaking was one of the most professional Marines and the best administrators I've ever met or ever worked with because she just had that insight, intuition, and initiative to handle business. It was just amazing to me. Absolutely. But, but uh, all right, here's a, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Uh, what is your opinion of McMap? McMap, oh, man. Uh, I think when taught right, it's it's a good tool. It, it is. It is. It, 
it can introduce someone into um, to the basics, and and it's what it is, right? Yeah. What happens is um, martial arts instructors uh, stop wanting to progress. Yes. Uh, say it louder for those in the back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for real, say it louder for those in the back. They they just don't want to progress, like. And and I there I'm part of a Facebook group with uh, martial arts instructors and trainers, and I've you know I always I always put out there hey you know if you want to come train jujitsu for free you know come out here you know like I'll teach you you know like and uh, I've had a I have a I do have a few ITs and a few martial arts instructors but they're like people that I know personally that have come in but no one no one ever takes me up on that I think that's the biggest thing ever like we want McMap to change uh, the instructors have to start training because uh, it yes. It sets a foundation, right? You have your angles of movements and your your basic strikes for striking, and yeah. someone who knows how to to work that you can you can teach Marines how to box, you know, because you're you're using the same angles of movements. You're teaching them how to jab, and then you start teaching them how to put everything together. And all you're doing is tan belt techniques, right? And that's what I used to do at at, uh, at when I was at Intel Battalion. And uh, same thing with with uh, the grappling part, you know, like I wouldn't show anything crazy. Hey, this is armbar from guard and you're going to do it 50 times and you have to you have to be able to do it 50 times to be proficient, you know, like every day. I still do it. It's one of my favorite uh, warm ups is just doing armbars, you know, 50 on each side or or 50 from mount, whatever it is. I, I like I think armbars are a good, good warm up, good, good drill to do. But uh, I, no, I, like, I like it. I like McMap. Uh, if taught right. I like it as a yeah I like it and I, I like what you said if taught right and you definitely hit on it the instructors have got to continue to progress and train because you might get somebody like when I got my like my, my, my Matt black belt the instructor was physical fitness beast right like straight animal he but he was only like 175 pounds maybe you know what I mean mm-hmm. but he, and then okay and then you have me who has some jiu-jitsu background not not a whole lot some you know i had some 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 decent grappling skills who comes in and and i end up choking that guy out like come on bro you're you're really good at physical fitness but when you come now you're teaching grappling techniques and now you're going live with your your own students and getting choked out you gotta you gotta expand bro you gotta you gotta know your weaknesses and and improve on them that's just your basic leadership principles right now know yourself and seek self-improvement but it's just like that's just basic stuff that you got to do it like you said i love that because you gotta keep just because that's the thing, same thing people think they set a goal line in their brain they've got that mcmap instructor tab and now they're like oh, okay cool i made it no nah, man you got to get a red tab oh shit now you get a red tab no i gotta get two no man you gotta really increase your jiu-jitsu game because <laughs> yep. you're you're you got two red tabs at mcmap jiu-jitsu. great great but go to an actual legit jiu-jitsu class and see how you do what's different it's different yeah yeah absolutely and just keep keep growing keep learning yeah the thing is you can't do it like once or twice a a week you have to you you have to train you have to actually put in hours through through the week in order to get even somewhat good Uh, i always tell the the marines uh that come in because they're like you know gunny you know like how come i'm not getting better it's like bro it's like you're only coming in two times out of the week and each time you come in you actually only drill maybe 20 30 minutes and you talk a little bit or you do it slow so it's only like 15 minutes of drilling and then you roll for 25 minutes or 20 minutes so you're only putting in maybe an hour a week actually so in if you do that for a whole year you're still only putting in 52 hours like 
I come in, uh, there's some guys that progress, and like I'll, I'll point out, hey, you know, like, I nicknamed him Albino, so I call him Albino. Uh, like Albino comes <laughs> in, and <laughs> that's because he wears Albino Preto uh, geese. So, uh, and he's a, he was a white belt and he had all these show your role, Albino Preto geese. So I started calling him Albino. And, mm. uh, but I was like, Albino's progressing really fast because he comes in in the, in the morning, he drills for two hours, then he comes in doing chow, and then he'll drill again. Uh, in the evening so throughout the week he's putting in anywhere between 15 to 20 hours every week and that's why he's you know progressing so fast and uh that's legit yeah. so you so you would come in in the morning and just drill yep for two hours not go live just drill and then come in like yep. spar at lunchtime and then come drill again at night yep that's legit yeah that is definitely hitting his muscle memory right there yeah it's yeah, uh for sure. i try to I, the guys that are willing, right? Because I'm teaching for free. The guys that are willing to learn, I'll 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 pull in and I'll I'll teach them in the morning man. too, right? Dude, 29 palms. Listen up, bro. 29 palms. If you're listening, go train, man. And and I used to say when I was a gunny, how many times you got it? How many times you get an opportunity to go choke a gunny out, bro? If you're like a young last couple, dude, do it. <laughs> Where are you grunts at, bro? Go get it. He's right there. Go choke the gunny. What the hell? Oh, they try. They try. <laughs> I know. I bring that shit. I used to say that all the time. When I, and I say it now. When I, I'm, I'm a retired master gunner. So it ain't as, it ain't as flashy as choking out a master guns on active duty. You had a chance. I retired. But you, you, you want you in the Marietta area? Come out to Carlson Gracie, bro. Come train with us. Tom will let you jump in on a class if you want to come beat me up in sparring. Come on. Say, <laughs> like, come on, bro. Anytime. I love it. No, uh, yeah. But uh, that's like- great for you. I mean, in, in Twenty Nine Palms. You can really get into some dumb shit or you can get into something that's going to make your life better. For sure. Yeah, and jujitsu is it. So I don't understand how you don't have more Marines out there just catching on to that, doing, just going out there and making and putting in the time, you know, and putting in the hours and just drilling, you know? Yeah. We have a – there's actually another gunnery sergeant here who's actually another black belt. Uh, he's a, he was a D1 wrestler too. And uh, he's, a, he's an infantryman. He's a, he's a grunt. And uh, – He's always he's like man he's like we got all these pogues training we're we're all my infantrymen and, right uh, I don't know if he, but uh, we true, have bro. a couple of black belts too there's a there's a corpsman who's a black belt he's an HM one who's a black belt and uh, I think uh, a year and a half ago we had another marine black belt who retired uh, so we had a we had a, a nice group of people here rolling we nice. still do we still do. That's awesome. That's legit. And we were trying. I heard that the the fight team is out there now, right? Is that that the truth or? Oh, you're talking about Coach Mark's team. Yes, I help him with the with the MMA coaching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do. They doing that out there. Yep, Coach Mark. Uh, he's a retired sergeant major. He uh, yeah, he runs okay. A, he runs the fight team. He changed the name. It's called Saint Michael's Athletic Club. But uh, he. We're we're there. That's where where I teach jujitsu at is in the same mat space at the Seventh Regiment Dojo there, and uh, he he has a team there. He he brings in right now. There's a lot of corpsmen. I don't know where these corpsmen are coming from. Where the Marines are, I don't. <laughs> but uh, he he teaches Monday through Thursday in the evenings. Um, he teaches boxing and and Muay Thai, and uh, he has a couple guys who who have fought for him. And then uh, on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll help with uh, the, the guys that want to do some grappling for MMA. Yeah, I know Will was talking about one. He said if we get together something for the fight team, he'll definitely want to come out. You know, and just either if, if not just train or, or teach class or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That guy was good, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever tapped him out. He was always he always sneaky with those crucifix. Yeah, and you knew what he was going to do. 
it's like, uh, yeah, I watched his uh, his match with uh, Lachlan Giles, uh, I think it was yeah. a UFC fight pass, and uh, he almost got him with the crucifix too. I don't know what he did, and he came up on the crucifix, and, and he was telling me that Lach- Lachlan didn't want to tap because he was a porn star and he couldn't allow himself to be tapped off by a porn star. <laughs> but uh, that's that, that awesome, choke dude. was that choke was tight. I watched it and I was like, oh man, that was slick. That's legit. I gotta go. I gotta watch that now. That's yeah, like, that's funny. But uh, okay, now let's move on to the next question. Next question. Do do do. All right. Have you ever had any serious injuries that you've had to recover? Oh man, right now I'm 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 uh, recovering from this the shoulder. I don't I don't know. I have uh, my orthopedic appointment. Or yeah, ortho. No, is it orthopedic? No, it's not ortho. The ortho appointment next week to see what uh, what they want to do. Um, you know, I have a, a labral tear. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's been, I, I would recommend sucks. it if it if it's not tore all the way through, bro. I would just recommend uh, stem cell therapy. But uh, but I'll talk to you more offline on that because stem cell therapy is it really works. It is phenomenal for the things they could do these days besides just getting surgery. If it's tore all the way through, you might have to have surgery, bro. But if it's not tore all the way through, dude. You can get rebuilt, and you have like a, a twenty-one-year-old shoulder again. Oh man, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'll talk to you more be- offline about that because we have we have some of our folks in the Joy and Wellness Center down in San Diego. They are absolutely amazing. They do amazing things with recovery, and I'm not just talking to like advertise for them because I don't really advertise for them, but I will talk good about them because they do great things. And stem cell therapy is a real recovery process that several of my teammates have used, like a ridiculously amount. I wish I would have done it besides the knee surgery that I did in the Marine Corps. I wish I would have done stem cell therapy with Joy of Wellness. I get a little money for it, but I would be able to shoot takedowns on my right side without extreme pain now. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But uh, uh, that's the most recent injury. But uh, I like to say that I don't get injured. But uh, my friend uh, checked me on that. He's like, bro, he's like, so you've popped both your knees. Like, I've torn both meniscus uh, and, uh, in tournaments. I've, I'm pretty sure I've I've uh, snapped a couple of the ligaments. I think I was reading that in my uh, in my medical record, but in my foot, um, you know, you don't really feel them anymore. You you get toe hold and it pops a uh, pops a couple of times, and then you're yeah. you, don't re- you still don't feel it. But I'm like I think I should tap because if it keeps going, um, I, I think- get to the, yeah my right like my right ankle's like that. It bends further than my left because I popped tore the shit out of it before. Yeah, but I've uh, yeah I've torn both meniscus and. Uh, my ankles get popped all the time, so sometimes I can't walk. It actually, uh, I think it was like last year, I, uh, I got toe hold. Someone uh, attacked a toe hold. I was winning. He attacked a toe hold, like, or, uh, like he attacked a knee bar and then transitioned to a toe hold with like five seconds left. And I looked at the clock and I was like, I'm winning. I was like, there's no way I'm going to tap. I was like, he can pop it. So he popped my ankle a couple of times. And then uh, I won. I won the gold medal. It was a NABGGF. Uh, nationals so uh, and nogi so I, I won that and then the following week uh, i got my the same angle got popped with a straight ankle lock i was it was a vicious this one it, it felt ugly like i i felt my, i felt my like toes separate like uh on the arch Ugh. it was like i felt him like just pull apart like i knew something like ripped and and uh oh, wow. i couldn't walk straight for a week and then um i what my my students always laugh because I say, yeah, man, ankles pop, uh, ankles grow back. So, you know, like they pop once or twice, you know, they'll go back and go back to normal. <laughs> That's but, uh, awesome. 
Yeah. yeah. So you've had you've had several injuries. Oh, for sounds sure. like you recovered okay. Several years you recovered okay from the. Yeah. You're still recovering now. Still recovering now. But dude, I'm telling you, stem cell. Think about it. I'll talk to you more about that later. For but sure. um, all right, all right. Crazy question, but somebody's always got to ask one. If you were had to fight any U.S. president in history, who would it be and why? U.S. president in history, man. If I had to fight, I don't know. Like, I like fighting, but uh, I don't know if there's a president that I would fight. I'd feel Come bad. On, bro. They're kind of old. <laughs> You're right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd say, I would say, uh, maybe Roosevelt, because I know he did jujitsu. Oh yeah, he did. That would be yeah. great. That would be a great fight. Yeah, fight Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Hell yeah, that'd be a good scrap too. Cause he, yeah, he was a scrapper, man. He he yeah. boxed and he did wrestling and he yeah he did jujitsu. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> if there was a president, that'd be him because because he's that, a beast. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Hell yeah, that's legit. That's the best answer, I think. The best fight too. But uh, all right, good to go. It was awesome having you on the show, man. Good, good freaking getting to know Gunny Woo. And 29 Palms, if you're in 29 Palms, you have an opportunity to grow and train and learn jiu-jitsu. I don't know why you're not doing it already. But uh, you're out there ready, ready for anybody. You there? Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, did I lose you? No, no. Uh, I said, you ready? You're, you're there ready for any new students out in 29 Palms, yeah? For sure. They can All come right. out and train. And if anybody wants to get out there and wants to train, how do they get in contact with you? They can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram. That's normally how everyone hits me up, is Facebook, Instagram. Uh, some people have even hit me up on my uh, my gal. They hit me up on my emails and my gal. Nice. That's legit. Yeah, I hit you up. I think I hit you up when I was supposed to, I was on Instagram because so I was going to be out there for a court martial and I was going to end up not coming. But I was just hoping I can. if I was going to be out there for a few days, at least it would get to train. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good stuff. But, yeah, it was great having you on the show, man. Um, anybody you want to give a shout out before we cut before we cut out of here? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people, but uh, just my instructors, I guess my my teammates, the guys that I train with, they uh, they keep me in check. They keep me motivated to continue to train. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Awesome, gotta love it, man. Because it is about the team, man. That's what I tell people, man. You, when you look for enough for me, when you look for a new school. I said, don't just look at the instructor. You got to look at the team because you're not just joining the instructor because you're going to be on the mats with all those other people. And if they're, if that, if they're toxic or they have a lot of people that suck, it's just, it's, it's going to be a rough day, you know? Oh, uh, I, I do have a shout out to my wife. My wife. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> my wife, she, uh, she allows me to train. I think she's like, she's my, no, I don't think she is my biggest supporter. She's a, she's a purple belt. So, uh, oh, hell yeah. Whatever. She trains too. She does. That's uh, nice. I, so she understands my mentality when I when I leave to go to open mat and I say, "Hey, I'll be back by this time." And like I promise, you know, like as soon as we're done, I'll leave. I won't talk afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's how it happens, man. You get caught up in the conversations, but it's yeah. all right, man. Sometimes those conversations are fire. That's good stuff. But all right, you gotta give a shout out to the wife, man. I'm, I'm glad that she lets you train. That's an amazing thing that she lets you do for people out there. Cause I tell you what, man. I'm I'm 100% sure you've had a positive impact on several folks out there by having the jiu-jitsu in 29 Palms. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my dude. We'll catch up another time, and uh, I'll be be airing this probably at the end of the week. 
All right. No All problem. Right, brother. Later. Thank you. Later.